Well, welcome back to the In The Know On The Go podcast. It's a podcast designed to get you across the things that matter in Aussie agribusiness in ways that should just bloody well easy to understand. If I can understand it, it makes sense. So today I'm coming to you from Wadarung country and I've got the amazing, the incredible, all things the weather matters with Carl Linders. G'day. Hello here from the Kulin Nation. How are you? I'm going good, mate. What's happening? You're in a t-shirt. You're in I'm Melbourne. I'm in a t-shirt. So. And at the moment as we're recording this podcast and we want to talk all things weather, I'm looking out the window and we've got a, a cold front coming through and the temperature's probably dropped by about six degrees, but I'm hanging on, hanging on to the hopes of uh, the warmer weather, but I think it's, I think the battle's lost anyway. <laughs> well, we might need a touch up. Maybe we can just start it off. I was looking at um, the snow cams the other day, 25 yeah. or 30 odd centimetres at Threadbow okay. just recently in that cold snap predictions for the snow season ahead i know this is the fun part everyone goes oh you know it's been an early start to the ski season it was snowing back in my home in canberra uh that following that weekend as well and everyone's like it's gonna be a great ski season one snow in may does not make a season and does not give you an idea what the season is going to be like i think it's going to be the opposite ollie i think it's going to be pretty lean but you know it is it is the way of the world when you've got el nino happening in the uh, media cycle i think people's ears are starting to prick up now with uh, a, a warmer and dry year on the way Oh, gosh. Well, let's talk about that. Autumn has rolled around. We know, yeah. uh, well, from, I'll say anecdotally, what I'm hearing from mates is that seeding and things are going pretty well. There's been a few minor stoppages with weather, but nothing yeah. kind of like previous years. So what is happening around the country? Let's get the rundown. All right, Eastern Australia. Well, as we're doing this, we've had a massive rain event for uh, late autumn over parts of Queensland and northeastern New South Wales. Welcome rain for some. It's not rained in some of those areas for about two months. So that's been a really timely fall. But that's it for rain for that region, I suspect, for the next six to eight weeks. Again, it's going to be pretty dry through Eastern Australia. Through New South Wales, some of the uh, inland areas around the Riverina, southwest slopes are really struggling to get some of the crops in. Very high moisture loading through the soils at the moment through parts of that region. But dry the last couple of weeks. I think we stay dry in those areas for the next four to six weeks, particularly through early uh, early winter, particularly. Victoria, I'm down in Victoria with you at the moment. We've got showers at the moment, a lot of shower activity off and on through the next few weeks for Southern Victoria. Northern Victoria, a lot drier. The range is dividing the nation, uh, the uh, Victorian region into two halves. So if you're living in northern areas, quite dry at the moment, and that will stay that way, I think, through mid-June. As we look through South Australia, also looking quite dry through much of the agricultural areas through the next six weeks into southeastern areas. You'll pick up some showers from time to time, but scraping to seasonal. For WA's interior... Look, they're screaming out for rainfall. Ollie, I've got a couple of clients that have been asking, when's this rain coming? And there is a trough that's trying to form off the coast this weekend. So the weekend of around about the 21st, 22nd into Monday, the 22nd, there is a trough lurking offshore. We could see that come in probably into the last week of May, but it depends on this blocking high that's in the in the bite at the moment. So a lot of moving pieces. We have got some elements for rainfall out there, but at this point in time, it is looking pretty lean for WA for the next seven days. Hopefully that changes because I know a lot of people have put a lot of effort into crops at the moment and waiting for rain. And as we look across the north, I know they had quite a, well, was it a strong wet season or like how did it perform? Obviously some areas got very wet. What about, yeah, other parts of the north? So northern parts of the country have had a great wet season. I was up there for three months for it. It was a really, really very robust wet season, but it, it came off very quickly. And that's starting to show the signs of the global pattern starting to shift. So the last month or two of the wet season was well below average. And we've seen temperatures come well down overnight. So the dry air mass has moved in. So wet season was great. The fire season, the dry season, quite aggressive this year over northern Australia. So a lot of the pastoralists up through north and northwestern Australia with a lot of the feed on the ground. 
that is a, a risk of uh, setting into grass fires quite quickly this year. So I have to keep an eye on the trends up there. But certainly as we're going through the dry season, more aggressive uh, temperatures well above average, and that'll lead into a pretty hot uh, start to the build-up. So that's a fairly high confidence forecast. And out of that, Ollie, is all of that, that, that weather conditions, all those weather conditions we're seeing in the build-up is reflecting what's happening in the Pacific Ocean, that El Nino shift. So once we start to see that really starting to develop in tandem, and I say this in tandem with the Indian Ocean, that's also shifting into a drier bias, both of those coming together to bring us a hotter and drier second half of the year. So am I right in saying that it was similar on the La Nina front, it was also what was happening in the Indio- Indian Ocean was making it wetter. So are we now seeing that? converse and that's exactly right the inverse is happening right now so we're seeing the indian ocean dipole flipping from that negative phase for past two years bringing those very very warm moist air in from the northwest of the country right through the nation that's gone so we're now looking at the opposite the sea surface temperatures are cooling i've just been looking at some of the sea surface temperature anomalies and they're coming down by about one to three degrees every month at the moment in some areas so it's very much cooling down from those very high values so less warmth less moisture less rainfall from the Indian Ocean. Now, on the other side, the Pacific Ocean, it's cooling down on the eastern side of Australia. In the Queensland, in the Coral Sea, there's been a lot of coral bleaching going on in the past two years because it's been very warm waters. Those waters are now starting to uh, retract. We're seeing them start to move back towards seasonal values. And we are looking at those temperatures coming down by one or maybe two degrees below average as we move through towards the springtime. Both those com- combined means dry, hot, sunny conditions and i think for our cropping farmers we really need to wake up here a lot of crops are going in and it's looking great we've got a lot of moisture on the ground a lot of available water what we're going to be dealing with i think through the springtime and as i go on through the rest of the year i think we'll see a lot of crops under threat particularly through uh inland wa obviously a lot of south australia victoria western and central new south wales and queensland as well that's due to the hotter and drier start to spring. And we could see some temperatures into the 30s for some parts of South Australia as early as September with strong and gusty northerly winds. And that's a big problem for areas, particularly along the goiters line through those areas. So they're the, they're the things to think about as we're putting in crops. Yes, we're getting these sporadic rainfall. That's going to be gone. It's a very different climate uh, situation for the second half of 2023. And so do you feel like we're going to move into quite an aggressive El Nino? Is that what I guess you and other experts are looking and talking about? We are. And uh, I've been talking to the CPC in America about, you know, how long this uh, El Nino phase is likely to be and looking at a couple of different international organisations. Reflecting back on the analogues, it does feel like it's a 1982-83 type setup where it was almost like the, the tap was turned off. And the tap hasn't turned off in some areas, as we've seen this week. But for some areas that are away from the wet zones in eastern Queensland and southern parts of Victoria and, and South Australia, it has been quite dry the past four to six weeks. Some areas since about January, Broken Hill has seen very little rainfall, but a couple of clients out there as well saying there's been little rainfall and they're still waiting for some decent fall. So we are seeing some areas having the tap turned off. That will become more widespread. In 1982-83, many people will remember that the fire seasons in Victoria and parts of South Australia stick in people's minds. But the agricultural sector really struggled with limited rainfall. There was very little rainfall of benefit through that period. And so I think we will start to feel that in the springtime in towards summer, maybe easing autumn 2024. I'm doing all my seasonal outlooks this week at weathermatters.org. So looking at the numbers, we are, we are looking at a much drier period of weather, but possibly looking at a double uh, peak in the El Nino. So we could have another phase of that next year as well into 2025. So there is some some movement here for a protracted dry period. Yeah, great. Thank you. Now, one part of Australia, which we often forget about, is our little, the, the little island to the south. What 
what's happening down there in Tassie, in the island, as they call it? In the island, and there's different types of farming down there, a lot of renewables and stuff that goes on down there as well, which is very important. Down in Tassie, it, it's going to be sort of escaping a lot of the dry bias through the mainland, particularly western and southwestern parts of Tasmania. This time of year, they're moving into the wet season. We've got the strong westerly winds that start to develop, and there's quite a few fronts in the short term. So western parts of Tasmania getting seasonal rainfall. Through the back half of the year, I think the northern and eastern sides of uh, Tasmania may start to dry out significantly. So... Areas to the east of the Hearts Ranges and mountains down into, uh, in around the Hobart region, right up through towards areas east and north of Long, uh, Launceston, Longreach, Launceston. We could start to see a very dry bias further to the west. That area should do okay. But it's as we get into summer, that's when the El Nino starts to really impact a lot of southeastern Australia, including Tasmania. So we are looking at a significant dry bias developing through the summertime for the Apple Island. I do think we'll have significant fire dangers throughout much of southeastern Australia, including Tasmania. There's a lot of growth is going on at the moment and we are going to see uh, forest management really struggling to contain a lot of those uh, the, the growth in the springtime as there's a lot to a lot of water still down well beneath the surface of the trees and a lot of nature is certainly going to tap into yeah okay <laughs> certainly one thing to watch now just turning it slightly i'm heading up to darwin next week northern australian mm. food forum is on i might actually have the weekend to myself so ah. uh, for someone who spent a lot of time in Darwin, first, let's get um, the weather. What are we looking at up there in, say, the next 10 days? And then maybe yeah. a recommendation or two of what I should do. All right. Hot, sunny. <laughs> looking at temperatures uh, around seasonal. I think the northern tropics, like I said, dry season. We are looking at temperatures into the low 30s through the day. Night times are below average. And uh, further south, if you are heading further south uh, through the top end, it's quite cool. So you might need a cardigan uh, at night there. Oh, it's going to be quite chilly down through Catherine and Mataranka that way. So temperatures down towards 10 degrees, but daytimes in the high 20s. Now, if you're looking for things to do, plenty of things on the harbour to do. There's a lot, Get a bike, go do a sunset cruise. Great restaurants, great eateries. Go to the markets as well. You've got to go to the Mindel markets on the Thursday. You've got to go to the Parat markets, the Nightcliff markets on the Saturdays. Have a look at the Rapper Creek markets on the Sunday. There's heaps to do at Casuarina. Go to East Point. Check out the museums. Amazing. It's a great place. A very vibrant, great time of year. And I implore a lot of people to get up there and have a look. It's great fun. Carlos, as always, mate, thank you so much. It's great to chat and see your face. And see your face. I'll talk to you soon.